everybody. I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries, and welcome to the Treasured Ministries podcast. In our podcast today, I'm going to begin a series on a subject matter that has been brought to my attention recently over and over and over again, and that is the plight of pornography and how it is creeping into uh, and stealing and destroying marriages, um, even in our children's life, with the accessibility uh, that technology gives us to that open door, um, uh, wrecking God's intention for intimacy. And what I am experiencing are many women that are reaching out to Treasured Ministries, sharing their stories of broken hearts, broken marriages, um, and even within marriages where husbands are admitting that they have a problem and getting help, the woman is left with the broken heart. And today, I am so honored and thankful to have on the podcast uh, Kim Kimblenberg, who has been in Christian counseling for 35 years And he is here to give us help today because he has a passion for marriage. Um, Welcome to the podcast today. Thanks, Eileen. It's uh, great to be here. Love what you guys are doing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So Dr. Kim has a ministry called Awesome Marriage, and you can look up his website. We're going to provide those links for you, and I want to encourage you to go to his website. He's got lots of material to help you in marriage and and has been doing this now uh, for, for a long time. But Dr. Kim, can you tell us um, what sort of impact that you are seeing from people that connect with you and your ministry as it relates to the problem of pornography? Sure. I mean, it's, it's, I would use the word epidemic. I would think, Eileen, mm. I mean, it is that, um, it's so prevalent. It's so widespread. It touches so many families. You know, our counseling center is a Christian counseling center. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stats I've read that the men involved in porn, whether it's, uh, people that are non-Christians or Christians, the percentage is very, very, very close to be the same thing either way. So we know that it's a problem and it's something that as men that we've got to address, we've got to figure out how we're going to handle that. And then when someone brings it into a marriage relationship, mm-hmm. uh, I get it. I've seen women devastated. You know, the first question mm-hmm. I usually get from every woman is why is he looking at that when he has me? And that, and so it becomes yeah. a very personal thing for a mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that makes it very, very difficult. And I think then that just gets emotions going um, mm-hmm. when, when a woman finds out, yeah, you know, and I think a lot women sometimes they suspect it sometimes i've had women that were just blindsided by it they just happened mm-hmm. to run across something or see their husband looking at porn and either way it's it's devastating to a woman that's the last thing a woman ever wanted in her marriage and i think for most women when we go into marriage they mm-hmm. kind of put us on a pedestal as this guy's going to be my prince charming he's going to yeah. be there the rest of my life with me yeah. we're going to go through life together yeah. and all of a sudden there's this feeling betrayal because porn has entered into the situation. Yes. And that that word betrayal, that is something that I've heard um, on my end with women that have reached out to me, um, that they cannot move past that betrayal, um, even if the husband has apologized. And, and you referenced this, 
that um, that you know that we kind of walk into marriage believing that our husbands are going to be that this prince charming, and so there's this dream that we cultivate um, that was clearly you know it's it's preached to us through Cinderella and and all these stories <laughs> exactly. that we have that that our answer will be found in a man, and yet the Bible talks about the fact that God has created this union like no other, this covenant type relationship. And so, um, and so, I would imagine that that in this devastation, it is, you know, probably a greater hurt than if, uh, you know, just just from an outsider that because it is a marriage and because you are joined together, that that betrayal um, must run very deep. Yeah, when God said to become one, that. Um Certainly, infidelity is a big problem too. But but I think uh, pornography can affect a marriage in in many of the same ways that infidelity does because mm-hmm. of the feelings and emotions that a woman feels. Right, right. And would you when when you're talking about how a woman comes away from that experience and she says, "Why won't he? Why why did he do this when he has me?" Uh, what is your answer to that? You know, I, it's it's difficult because I want to uh, I want to let them feel those emotions. I know they've got to work through those emotions. Most of the situations I've worked with, it's not about the woman; it's about the man, and it's mm. about the issues he's dealing with that he's facing, and he's choosing a a very harmful way for him and his marriage to deal with it. But it's you know, we see men with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and stress, mm-hmm. and they have uh, a lot of those guys pre-marriage had used uh, pornography as a way to escape, a way to right. relieve stress, anxiety, those kind of things. Right. And so they get in a similar situation in marriage. I mean, I've had people that, that they, guys that would tell me, our sex life is great. It, it, mm-hmm. It's great. And, mm-hmm. and then his wife will say, well, why are you looking at porn? And it is because of a depression or anxiety, things that as guys, if we can get out in the open and talk about you know, that, that would be, we could take a totally different direction to it. But as guys, a lot of times we don't share well, right. certainly not like our wives do. And so we try to handle ourselves. We go back to something that we think worked for us in the past. I mean, it, it was kind of a band-aid. It really didn't work. And then right. we bring it into marriage. And right. and I think most guys are shocked at how it affects our wives. I've, mm-hmm. I've had guys weep and tell mm-hmm. me, I had no idea that this would be devastating like it is to her because it, it wasn't against her. And right. I know that when a woman's going through that, it goes against everything she's feeling. But I mm-hmm. really believe that's true. And so part of the process for a woman is helping her deal with those emotions and feelings. And then if she has a husband that is truly, we use the word apology, you said apology. There's a difference between a husband that apologizes and one who's truly repentant. Mm-hmm. Because the repent part is, you know, mm-hmm. a lot Apology is, I'm sorry I got caught. You know, right, right. Not, I'm sorry that I hurt you. I'm sorry that I betrayed our vows. And so that's what I look for. If if a guy is truly repentant, he's saying, "Help, help me break this addiction or habit." He's mm-hmm. telling that to to me in the counseling center. Then I think we work through emotions, and then her see how she can come alongside her husband mm-hmm. as a team as he battles this, just like she would anything else that he would have. Right, the one in his life. Right. That, that's, now, that, that didn't happen overnight. Right, right. And that's such a great point that, that you mentioned. Um, and I often, I'll say this to women when they're dealing with any sort of situation that I love what you said about that repentance part that, you know, uh, an, an apology 
needs to be associated with some sort of action or else it may just just be words. But that when a man is doing that, maybe one of the keys is a woman saying, realizing that it was never personal, that it wasn't her um, her issue, that it was something that the man was dealing with to, to try to find that relief. Absolutely. And I think, you know, uh, obviously, you know, the ladies listening know so much. We have a culture that's very unfair to women. And so what mm-hmm. they say is the perfect woman is unattainable by, by anybody. You know, the, the models you Gosh, see are airbrushed, so all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so are women. So women, I think, are very sensitive to that. And so I think that's one of the reasons that, that is kind of a go-to. Why is he there when he has me? And so then they begin, well, I wasn't good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I right. didn't do this or that. You know, those kind of things, which are have nothing to do with it at all. And I think it's just when a woman can work through the emotions and come to that point of accepting that it really is not about her, it's about him. And issues right. he's got to deal with, that's a big first step in her healing and allowing her to um, to move forward with her marriage and with her husband over time. Right, right. Like, like almost as if maybe if she forgives this, then she's, you know, saying... Well, then, you know, acknowledging that what happened was okay or right, but what you're saying is that it was a problem, and and by not only defining that problem, but then the ownership over who the problems was, that the wife is probably more able to forgive that um, that it happened. Why why yes. do you say that porn? and infidelity are at such an epidemic level. And and I want to make sure that I heard this correctly. Are so Christians and non-Christians, it's basically the same percentage that that are involved in pornography, is that right? There was a survey that came out in November of last year, which is the the latest one that I have seen and it said 64% of men uh, admit to have being involved with porn at some way and the percentage point between men and Christian men was my new, they didn't even list it. They said it's just almost exactly the same. So I, right. I, I think that goes back to as men, you know, John Eldridge has done such a good job on, mm-hmm. on men and wounded mm-hmm. hearts and all those father wounds, things like that. Most men, a lot of men carry those kind of things into marriage and they've never been dealt with. And sometimes those things surface. And so they handled in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think then, you know, Christian men are as vulnerable as anybody. And I tell guys all the time, if you come in here and tell me you're vulnerable to infidelity and you're not vulnerable to pornography, you're kidding yourself. You've got to know you're vulnerable so you can put the safeguards in place to keep you from going there. Because yeah. if you say you're not vulnerable, it's going to blindside you. The enemy is going to attack you just like, you're kind of like a sitting duck is how I look at it. Right. Right. Yeah. Because the, you know, the accessibility of all this material now is, I mean, it's just everywhere. It's just, it's right on your phone and, and, uh, you know, then you can just access it so, so quickly. Um, and when you experience that stress and all of that sort of thing, and it's right there, um, it would be hard, hard not to. And so, um, so, so tell me, and we've talked about this a little bit, but what is a normal reaction when a spouse discovers their mate is is into porn? The feelings of betrayal that we talked mm-hmm. about, anger, mm-hmm. uh, uh, shock. 
I mean, all those things that we, I mean, it really is a grief issue because you thought your marriage was going one direction. Also, all of a sudden it took a different spin just because pornography came in. So all those emotions that we associate with grief can be there. And so those are all normal. I mean, I would not tell any woman that their reaction was abnormal in that, no matter how angry they get, how upset they get. I just don't want them to get stuck there. That's where the danger comes in. Well, and that's, I, I think, I love that you said stuck because that is from my conversations that I've had just with women that have written in, that's where they feel, um, especially with a man who, who a husband who has come forward and has, has apologized and has said, I'm going to work on this. It's almost sort of like the, the husband has had time to process and is now admitting it. And then shares with the wife and, and then the wife just begins her process of, uh, you know, what just happened and, and walking uh, and walking through this. What what advice would you give to a wife who is experiencing uh, the anger over, you know, the marriage that is dream that shattered um, the the shame that she feels because she is feels like she's less than or this action makes her feels like, you know, that she is less than or uh, what what is a what would you tell her? What is the first step that she could take towards this healing process? Because like you were saying, it, it is a process that a woman needs needs to walk through. Um, right. and, and sometimes I feel in the conversations that I've heard, like perhaps a man says, oh, I'm, I'm going to get help. I'm going to do all this. And now, boom, you just let it all go and then we'll all be okay um, because he's processed that he's ready, but but really, it's just the beginning of a woman's journey through yeah, absolutely through unraveling all of this. Yeah, he's just taken this boulder off of his shoulders and just crushed her with it. Is basically what happens there. Yeah. What I would say, what I I think one of the things that we have to a woman has would need to realize in that situation is one: what her husband did does not define her. God's mm. the one who defined her. Mm-hmm. He is, she is perfectly made, wonderfully made in God's eyes. And so grabbing hold of that truth, is, I think, is essential. You've got to let yeah. God come in. And, and I think that helps you with the feelings of I'm not adequate, I'm not all that kind of stuff. And begin to work through that. I think counseling for most women is going to be a great help to them just so they can process those feelings, just so somebody can tell them that's normal. You know, what you're feeling, yeah. what you're thinking is normal. The fact that, you know, uh, you know that you wish your husband, you know, at times you just wish I wish something had happened to him. I wish he would right. come home tonight because I don't want to deal with this anymore. Right. Um, and so all those feelings are normal. Again, you just don't want to get stuck there. So someone can help you through that. Mm-hmm. I think journaling is a, a real help in situations like this because, one, it helps us to process. I think God just wired us when we write out, there's something between that and our brain that just seems to be part of the healing process. Mm-hmm. It also helps you see the progress you've made. So you can think, I'm, I'm going to journal some every day as I go through this. And a month later, you think, am I really making progress? Well, you can look back at the first week and you can say, oh, yeah, God is working. I am making progress. I'm not where I want to be yet, but at least I'm on that track. Uh, right. So I think... Uh, talking to someone, I, I think for most women, they need a woman to confide in. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that they trust at that level that they can share 
their feelings and thoughts. And it really doesn't have to be a woman that's gone through this. Sometimes that's helpful if a woman's on the other side of that, if you know someone like that. But what you really need is someone that loves you and will listen and just be there beside you. You know, yeah. and not and not judge you or not tell you what to do. That's just going to be there and let you process and mm-hmm. talk and cry and whatever you need to do during that time. Yeah, and w- would you when you're talking about counseling or or like you said, finding that um, trusted friend or or mentor. Um, and thank goodness for the body of Christ where we can really find people like that. Um, would you recommend? to the to a woman is this counseling that she should do on her own or together with her husband or some of both I think probably some of both Mm -hmm. I think it's probably um I think there's things that she probably needs to work through she's not you know most women are not ready to start working on their marriage immediately Mm -hmm. they've got to get through and and get through some of those emotions now if the husband's there to support her during that i think that's fine but i think she needs some real focused attention to help her get to that point right um and and then you know i've done that with a number of couples like that uh, some of the women want their husband there just to to be there to support her that gives them some comfort other women say i want to work through this by myself and then i want him to join me there's not a right or wrong there Right, right. Uh, and, and I think for a woman, she needs to, she's got to see that her husband is really repentant. I mean, she, what I tell women all the time, look at his heart. If, if he's letting Jesus change his heart, you're going to see that. Mm-hmm. And if he's, uh, if he's just kind of skating by and trying to get over mm-hmm. this, you'll see that too. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so let me ask just a follow-up question sure. um, on this. So, so if a woman sees a husband, he says, I'm so sorry, you know, I was stressed out, da, 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 but there's not really any, um, any effort of, of change on, on her part. Um, then what would you tell a woman to do? I mean, are there, um, I mean, we can't change people. And so, and she's right. inside this marriage relationship. What would your advice be to her? I, I would probably talk to her about setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the boundary I would set, I would encourage her to set. And I would tell her husband the same thing. This can't be a part of our life. This can be in our household. Mm-hmm. We have kids in this house if you do. And if you are not willing to work on it, then you may need to live somewhere else for a while. I mean, she's yeah. getting a divorce. But I think uh, sometimes a man needs to know how serious this is and how serious yeah. a woman is about it. And to set a boundary in love, you're not throwing things at him when you're setting a boundary. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, I can't let I can't live with this. We can't have the marriage that God intended for us. If this is a part of it, I want you to get help. I'm willing to walk through this with you. Mm-hmm. But until you do, there's going to be some changes. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Kim, I love you. Because <laughs> I have to tell you, because of um, this encouragement that you're giving with women to to set boundaries, um, because I feel like a lot of women struggle with that. And if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that this boundary can actually be a loving thing towards a husband that is struggling with this because you are essentially um, saying, no, this isn't okay. And that boundary could potentially be the very thing that, um, that causes that husband to, to turn, to turn to Christ and, yes. you know, and to turn around with that um, with that natural outcome uh, of doing this. And I think sometimes as women, we feel uh, as a Christian wife, like 
like that we can't do that um, at all. And so I really appreciate um, this this wisdom here and that, that separation does not mean divorce at right. all and that God's heart is to restore and, and repair the marriage, but that it's okay for you as a woman if it is a problem to draw to draw that boundary. Um, and certainly um, in doing this, having that wise counsel around you um, as you take those steps is is paramount. Um, and I also love that you said that it doesn't need to be done in anger because that that will never solve anything um, no. when when we're angry, right? So and you can't make good decisions that way. So um, so even in the part of this process, starting out with just the woman and you know and just taking care of your heart and you working through the pain, so that you can find that healing and and to see correctly and you know and that that God will give you those those next steps to take um, with within that marriage relationship. Is there am, am I hitting that right? No, or you're, you're, you're saying okay. And I think you know, uh, and I should say it because I guess sometimes I just assume. But we, we, you got to do this prayerfully. You, yeah. you take it to God. You let Him guide you through this. I think. What you've, whatever the consequences are, if the husband doesn't follow the boundary, you've got to be willing to follow through with that. Because if you set a boundary and you're not willing to follow through with the consequences, uh, then it's not, then it's not going to do any good at all. And so I think, what do you need? Do you need some strength? Do you need uh, your family? Do you need other women? What do you need to support you through that so you can stay strong through that? Certainly God will be there, but you probably need some other people that know what you're doing, that respect what you're doing and they're going to be there as your strength yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um and you know and as as the body of christ and just coming around that that's so important um for us to do and do you feel like that there is um there there is a problem with that inside of the church just because of the shame that's attached to it the shame for the wife the shame for the husband and so getting that help um, might be difficult. I agree. I think some churches are so much better at that than others. And mm-hmm. and honestly, I've um, I to be I've recommended sometimes people change a church because they have a church that um, wouldn't come around them in that. It was just like there's something wrong with you, and they didn't understand, and they um, and they need to be somewhere where they could feel loved and or people would walk through that with them. Now, that doesn't always happen because usually in a church, you can find somebody that, that's going to come alongside you. But you need somebody. Uh, we need other believers. That's why God put us together. Yeah. We walk through things together. Yeah. And if you're not somewhere where you get that support, I would encourage you to, to go somewhere where you get that support. Right, right. Those are great thoughts. Those are great thoughts. So, so, so far, some of the things that have really stuck out to me in, in our conversation is one, that a woman needs to know that, uh, that the feelings of betrayal, the feelings of anger, the feelings of shame, that those are completely normal. And it's, it's going to take, you know, the Lord really to heal your heart of that and that you've got to take time to, to process that. The very first thing, though, to know is that God defines who you are. That the way that the the trauma of pornography, the betrayal, all of those things, you cannot let that define you as as a woman, um, and and who God created you to be, and um, and another thing I think that that I see a lot on my end is that a woman will jump into trying to fix things 
trying to be or trying to be somebody that she's not for a while or you know to to compensate for what has happened um but uh do you do you see that inside of marriages um inside of spouses that there is a um just you know those feelings of shame about you know maybe the way that I look maybe this or that and then trying to well maybe if I was more this inside of the bed or, or whatever yeah. that, that this could have been prevented. Do you, do you experience that? Yes. And, and I don't think, uh, um, I mean, you want to get a point, uh, couples don't talk enough about their sex life anyway. And you do want to get to, we talk about that in a healthy way, but no, you can, you know, if you go and buy all these new lingerie and stuff and you, whatever, that's not the problem. You're not the problem. Mm-hmm. Now, when there's healing years or two later, and if you guys together wanted to talk about some things, great. That's great. But not mm-hmm. to get him back or not to try to fix it. That's, yeah. that's a big difference there. And I think, too, what you want to see in your husband, not only see Christ, but he's got to have accountability. And he, you cannot be his accountability partner. And I, mm. I think that's where sometimes women come in and rescue. Well, I'll I'll check the internet. I'll do this. No, that is not your role at all. Your role is to heal and to be the wife God intends you to be. You're not his accountability partner. He needs to find a guy yeah, yeah. that will come alongside him, that will get in his face every week and say, what'd you look at this week? And, mm-hmm. and that he can be accountable to. Mm-hmm. That can be the wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's great because, and another thing too, um, is, is realizing that we can't change somebody's heart. Like there, there are men that, right. you know, it, or there's, there's scenarios that I've been uh, told about where a husband truly is repentant. And, and ironically, I'm thinking about this one story in particular, this gentleman had a group at church and he had a group at church where he felt okay with saying, I've got a problem and, and I need help. And he went to a retreat somewhere, a men's retreat, and that's where it broke. And he came back, you know, you know, telling the truth to his wife and wanting to do differently. Other women, the the man is not, uh, he's, he's not wanting to change. And, um, and so in those circumstances, you know, there can be this weight on the woman that I, I have to change. I have to check up on, I have to be, you know, I have to fix all of this. When really, when we look at the way that God deals with us, that he does not force us to follow him. Like he, he won't even come into my own, you know, our own free will and make us do something that he invites us to follow him. Um, but so not even if God is not going to step in, then uh, to, to that area of choice and, and a free will, then then how can a woman uh, a change, change a man's heart. And so almost we're chasing after and trying to change what only, um, what only really the Lord can do. I mean, the Lord can change our hearts, but we still have to make the choice to follow him. Um, would you say that was accurate? Yeah, I I think so. And I, I think just like anything, it's really, okay, God, once you get through some of the anger and things and say, God, what do you want me to learn out of this? What mm-hmm. what will make me a better person, more who you created me to be? Because God doesn't use any, let anything go wasted. And so mm-hmm. I think you focus on what God wants to do within you during this uh, and how he grows you, mm-hmm. how he uses you. I mean, he may be preparing to use you in the lives of other women down the line whose husbands do the same thing. Yeah. And so 
go to, you know, look at it that way. Okay, God, help me through this. Guide me what I need to do. And also, don't let me miss anything you're trying to teach me through this. Yeah, wow. Because our, our God is a redeemer. And, Absolutely. You know, and it's, uh, it's amazing the way that, uh, you know, he builds this beautiful framework of marriage, but often that's fractured under the weight of a broken world. But our, our, even, even in that, you know, our lives can point to the story of his redemption as he, as we let go and forgive and, and look to him. And, and on that note, um, can you speak what hope is there for for a betrayal for a woman who's listening today and just feels powerless and and hopeless? Is there hope um, where this betrayal has happened? Sure, and that's where the hope's in God for sure. Mm-hmm. The ch- you cannot a husband that says I just won't look at porn again and doesn't get help doesn't have somebody be accountable to doesn't put himself on his knees before God. You can't do it on your own. That's why I say, look at his heart. Is Jesus there? And that's where the hope is. And I think for you, if a woman, even if your husband never changes, Mm -hmm. God can bring healing in your life. You can Mm -hmm. have a full life. God can do amazing things. And I've seen God work in people's lives both ways. I've seen women that have, that God has given them incredible strength through something like this. I've seen couples that the man does whatever it takes to get well. And, And it really, for the guys they, he, a guy has to realize I've got to be so accountable to my wife as far as I've got to let her know where I am. I've got to not be up at the, in the middle of the night in the computer room where she, you know, you've yeah. got to quit doing those things and yeah. you invest in your marriage yeah. because the best way to get away from that, you know, and, and you know, I, if it, to me, if a guy would say he's never looked at pornography, he's lying in our culture. I mean, I just, it's just mm-hmm. too there and people have. Now, most people are able to walk away from it. And, and so mm-hmm. I, I think what I've seen in our marriage, we really invested a lot in our marriage. I think for me as a man, it made it easier and easier to not even want to go there because of what God was building in our marriage. And, it, wow. and I think the farther we get away, the closer we get together to God's design for our marriage, the darker that looks back there and the less appealing it is. And so oh, that was powerful. And letting, yeah. and then begin to build that within your marriage. Yeah. That's where the healing comes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was so powerful. The farther we get away from believing that God is for our marriage, the darker and the more hopelessness it comes, but we can keep, keep that, um, in our mindset and keep walking forward and, and believing. Um, and absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I love all these suggestions that you've given here today. Um, they're, they're awesome. And, and I want to encourage everybody listening today. And especially if you are a woman and your husband struggles with this. And from that, you are struggling uh, with shame. You're struggling with hopelessness inside of your marriage, anger, uh, unforgiveness. I just want to encourage you today, again, with these steps that Dr. Kim has given us. And that is that, number one, your feelings are normal. And it's going to take time to process the pain. Number two, that what happened to you is does not define who you are, that God says who you are, and that this is a journey that you need to take. 
you need to get your heart healed, your heart in the right place, and then and do that through counseling, through the body of Christ, finding that place where you can share, somebody can listen without judgment. And then, and I love what you said about journaling. Uh, because because it is a journey, and yes. if if we'll keep taking those steps forward, um, and and you mentioned this, let's go back to this a little bit. You mentioned the part about getting stuck. Let's talk about that. I've sure. with hurt in my I've not with this particular hurt, but with hurt in my life, I've definitely experienced that feeling of stuck of where you feel like you can't push past the pain and then maybe you just start dwelling on it where it just sort of becomes like a heavy backpack that you put on every day when you wake up. What would you say to a woman who is stuck? How do you get unstuck? The question I usually will ask a woman that I think maybe is, have you forgiven him yet? Have you forgiven him? Mm -hmm. I think the unforgiveness um, gets you stuck. Yeah. And so I and, I and I had women tell me, well, but if I forgive him, maybe he'll do it again or maybe he'll think it was OK. And I said, no, you know, look at God. He forgives us. And what we did was not OK. And mm-hmm. with his help, we don't do it again. So you've, God tells us to forgive. Now, is that easy? Does that take time? Is it a process sometimes? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. the goal is to forgive. And once you get to that point, I think it moves you forward. Yeah. Yeah. And it keeps you from being stuck. Right, right. And that is that is so powerful. And and I think, you know, what you had just said about the follow-up questions that a woman will have. Well, does this mean that it's right? What if he does it again? Um, I will say, Dr. Kim, that for years I had a completely wrong conception of what forgiveness was. And because of that, it prevented me a lot of times for from forgiving people because I falsely assumed that forgiving them meant I was saying what they did was right or right. that I had to automatically trust them again. Um, and, and really, um, uh, we we just did a podcast series with, um, with another counselor on, um, she writes materials on forgiveness, and it was uh-huh. super eye-opening to me. But I absolutely believe that that is how you get unstuck. Is, is is through forgiveness. Um, but I love that you just said that it is a process and it's one that Jesus can absolutely lead you through. And I'm here to tell you today, even if your prayer is just this, God, I don't want to, I don't know how to, but I'm willing because your word tells me to and I want to be free. I promise you, God will absolutely lead you. He will absolutely lead you through that process of forgiveness. And on the other side of that uh, is is the freedom for you and the healing um, that, that can truly uh, begin. Um, and, so well said. Yeah, okay. Because the, the forgiving is, it's really for us. It really is. It frees us up when we finally say, I forgive you. And it really, we're able to say that from our heart and really mean it. And you will just feel a weight lifted. And it allows you then, I think it opens up some things then for God to continue to do. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. So I appreciate you um, sharing that step because it is sure. it is an important one. It is. Um, Dr. Kim, thank you so much for your time today. And if you are listening, I want to encourage you to go to their website. They have a great Facebook 
page, great Instagram, lots of wonderful materials. Um, And on the podcast description, we're giving you all those links so that you can get connected with this ministry. Um, But one thing specifically that I want to encourage you all to do is is to subscribe to their One Thing email. Um, so can you tell us about that a little bit, Dr. Kim? Sure. That's been probably one of the, the things that people receive so well that we've been doing for the last two or three years. We send out Monday through Friday, one thing you can do each day for your for your marriage. Um, mm. And they're simple things. They're not complicated. It's just something you can do. And the idea is to keep you focused on your marriage. I mean, if you're trying to build like we talked about after they've been through something mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. I've had so many couples say, now we're focusing every day on your marriage. And it gives you something to do keeps you focused uh most of the things are easy to do mm-hmm. sometimes it's prayer sometimes it's something to actually do something mm-hmm. to think about but um we've had an amazing uh response mm-hmm. to this and so it's uh, i think we send out over one hundred twenty thousand every day and wow. so it's uh it's really grown and it's you can subscribe it's one thing dot email and it'll be in the show notes uh mm-hmm. love for people to do that it's been a great um god's used it in amazing ways that sounds Awesome. I am definitely going to subscribe to that. That yep. <laughs> sounds awesome. So every day you get an email that gives you one thing to do for your marriage. Right. Very cool. What a great resource. I'm Thanks. definitely going to I'm definitely going to subscribe to that. Yep. Um and not only that, but they have they have Bible reading plans on U version. I know a lot of you like myself are big uh big uh fans of the um of that app and so you can you can download those reading plans and I pray that today that that this can give you just a place of hope that you you're not alone in this struggle that what happened to you is not God's heart for you it was not his intention for you if you're struggling with uh with this um this this uh this problem of pornography inside of a marriage but that there is hope and the hope begins when you start to look to God and say you know what what happened to me? I'm not defined by that. You define me. And then you begin to take God's hand and the hand of another strong Christian where you begin to walk through that journey of healing. Thanks so much for joining into this very important podcast. And I want to encourage you uh, that if you are walking through this, that you do not have to walk alone. In fact, um, I, I, I want to really encourage you to go to um, awesomemarriage.com and you can go to their search bar and just type in pornography because there's there's a lot of resources that they have specifically on this topic. Um, and in fact, Dr. Kim, you have even mentioned you have a podcast now for men. Um, can right. you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, we, we just started this year, um, and it's called A Better Man. Uh, Pastor Colby Taylor and I do it together. Uh, we try to make it very guy-friendly. We have fun. We, we talk about some guy stuff, and mm-hmm. then we hit some big things, and we're going to talk about, we're talking about pornography in our April edition. It comes out once a month. We've hit narcissism. We've hit community, which mm-hmm. we feel is so important for guys to talk mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've talked about forgiveness, so we've talked about some of the things actually we've talked about today that are important for men. But we try to do it in a way where it encourages men to take a next step, which is yeah. really hard sometimes for guys. And so that's out there. 
with our awesome edge podcast and uh so but yeah our web our website you can put search and you can find just about anything our youtube uh awesome edge youtube channel uh you can also search there we've got a lot of videos that have to do with infidelity Wow. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I know that those those will be powerful resources. And I love, um, too, because I know when we were talking about these uh, earlier before we got on the podcast, you had mentioned that um, that because of the shame that's attached to this, that oftentimes a man will more likely listen to a podcast than he would to go to a Facebook page. And so this sort of provides that way to um, to maybe get, you know, let a man sort of experience some healing and some help. And so for a right. woman, you know, this might help just from an understanding perspective, just even learning about these topics. You said you even talked about forgiveness in there, so that's good. Um, but if you have a husband and has said, you know, I'll do anything, what can I do? You've got a great resource that you can point him to. Dr. Ken, yeah. thank you so much again for your time today. It was great. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you. And thanks so much for listening in today, everybody. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.